Did you know that Florida is one of our nation's top farming states? We even produce sea salt. Today's guest is Tommaso Morelato, founder and CEO of Toscana Divino Hospitality Group. He manages a team of 100 employees in six different locations in Miami. His group serves more than 100,000 guests every year. Tommaso will talk to us about his passion for food sustainability. He will also share with us how he and his team work every day to make an impact in the community by supporting local farms, pushing sustainability, and bringing quality to the table. Welcome to Miami Global Net Podcast, where we discuss Miami's international relations. We will showcase Miami's international diplomatic and business landscape and get to know the innovative startups calling Miami home. Meet the people behind the organizations that contribute to Miami's commercial and cultural international growth. Tommaso, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Alejandro. Nice to see you. Same, same. How are you? I'm fine. Considering the time, I'm fine. <laughs> Good. <laughs> How's the restaurant doing? It's fine. We're struggling, fighting, but uh, we have a lot of ideas, a lot of energy. Looking forward to the new opening on Monday. So, you know, great news coming. That's right. The county and, and the city are allowing um, sitting inside. Indoor the- sitting, yes, exactly. I'm sure it's going to be a nice welcome. I look forward to it as well. Yes. I think the whole uh, industry is waiting for that. Uh, it has been a very difficult moment for uh, restaurants. So we really look forward to, uh, uh, you know, a new, a new start. So tell us a little bit about yourself. You're Italian, right? Yes, I'm uh, Italian born. I moved here in 2012 to open uh, this uh, Toscana Divino uh, with uh, my old friend Stefano Cavinato, who is my partner here. Uh, it was uh, actually a partnership with the region of Tuscany. That's why the name Toscana Divino to promote the products and beauties of our the beautiful region of uh, of Italy, which is Tuscany, especially food and wine. Uh, it was immediately a big success, Toscana Divino. Uh, I remember we had the we received the keys of the city from Major Regalado. Oh, that's cool! Uh, yeah, it was super nice. And so now we are proud members of this community, and for sure, Toscana Divino is a staple in Brickell, and it's considered by many one of the best restaurants in town. And that's what brought me here in in Miami, and. And since then, there is a lot of new things that happen. In our group in 2014, we opened uh, Ironside, which is a pizzeria. It's in Biscayne 76. It's a beautiful, beautiful location. Uh, that place is really, is really magic. It's a hidden gem garden. We have a, um, like an arboretum with a rainbow, rainbow eucalyptus. We have uh, oaks, uh, coconut palms, uh, jasmine, and bougainville everywhere. It's really uh, a garden, a really beautiful place. And there we have two restaurants. We have uh, Ironside Pizza, which is a well-known with a wood fire oven. And then we have La Giulietta, which is a new bistro concept. It's named under my daughter's name. And, Giulietta. Uh, Giulietta, yes. Little Giulia. And so it's a little bistro-style uh, restaurant. Definitely is one of the biggest and most beautiful culinary outdoor space in Miami. I'm very proud of that. 
Then in 2016, we opened at uh, the first uh, restaurant inside Ian Condominiums at Oceana Biscayne. It's a different formula. It's um, a private restaurant reserved to the, the residents of these buildings. Uh, there we have an international menu and a very sophisticated clientele. Now that segment is very, very important for us. Besides that, we manage other three locations, one in Balarbor, one in Coconut Grove, and one in Miami Beach. It's a beautiful part of our business, which allows us to also to, to be really into the community of Miami. I think, you know, in the group, we are uh, 120 people now, uh, 100, yeah, 120 employees. And imagine it's uh, from, they come from 21 different countries. This is really Miami, you know, it's a fusion of, uh, of people and products. You know? So in our menu, we have also a ceviche and we have a tiradito, a guacamole, you know, it's uh, I really love it, you know, it's, uh, and we try to do it respecting the tradition and at the same time being, being modern in our, in our approach, you know, so I really, I really love it. This is what, what we have now. The last thing we're doing is Resourceful Toscana is a project to provide high quality ingredients to our clientele and uh, to introduce new culinary experiences at their home. You know, as a consequence of this uh, incredible period of uh, lockdown, I think people will uh, stay more at home. We are, you know, preparing some, some concepts and some experiences that will fit uh, very well in that environment, you know, to, to fulfill the needs of the, of the people, always in the, with the quality that is uh, what we like to do, you know, and what is the standard that we, what, what we like to do. And the results for Toscana, how do you deliver the food? So we, we have access to high-quality ingredients, okay, the best olive oil, the best parmigiano, the best proteins. So why do we keep them only for the consumption of the restaurant? Why we cannot package them in boxes, in ways, and we can share the quality at a very convenient price also to the residents of the buildings where, where we work, you know? So we can provide them an excellent choice at a very convenient price. And, you know, this is really part of our uh, inspiration and overall philosophy. We define ourselves for a long time uh, an artisan kitchen, you know, because we believe that being a restaurateur means to, that you have to do everything in-house. So we make our bread, we make our pasta, we, you know, we start from scratch everything. You know, we put passion in what we do, and, and so we are artisans of the kitchen. Uh, lately, we evolved this concept towards a little bit more sustainability, okay? Because uh, at the end, uh, we are what we eat. You can do a pasta, or you can do a ceviche, you can do any product, but the quality of the ingredients is the fundament of everything. This is so important. So if we can provide to our guests quality products, we believe that also the quality of their life will change. So this is really what inspires us. So we would like to go beyond the experience of the restaurants and, you know, and be able to transfer these values to our guests, to our customers, you know, also at their home. Talking about the whole we are what we eat and being more conscious of, of those kind of things, I saw in one of your LinkedIn posts that you mentioned that conscious consumption of food is important, right? And you've been you've been doing a lot of sustainable related work to support the community. You want to tell us a little bit about that? 
As you know, I, more and more, we are now driven by an awareness that we live in a, in a connected world and we are what we eat. And us as uh, restaurateurs, we have a big, big responsibility in the choice of the ingredients, in the way we cook, and in the way we promote and explain uh, our food to the customers. That's why we buy everything we can from local farms. And uh, what we cannot find here, we import uh, from small artisans in Italy, taking very much care of the quality and the tradition of the, product, of the product that we use. It's so important for us. We have plenty of examples, you know, also on small things. For example, the sea salt. We used to import from Sicily, but something simple like that, do we really need to import it from Sicily? Can you imagine the carbon footprint of this product across the ocean? You know? mm. So then we found this uh, small company on the west coast of Florida, and they harvest small batches of a wonderful sea salt without using any artificial additive. And the flavor is amazing, and it's sustainable for the environment. We support the local community, so let's go. You know, why, why not? I think locally we can find incredible treasures, incredible gems that we want to bring to the table of our guests and be good for the environment too. Another example, tell me. I was just going to say, I think it's great. I think it's great that, <laughs> that first you took the time to find a, a provider of salt locally in, in this initiative. And I had no idea that we uh, in Florida produced, uh, produced sea salt. So, and now it's in your table. So it's, it's, I think it's great. The company that we're talking about right now, for those that want to check it out, it's called Florida Pure Sea Salt. But please go on. Another example is with the, with the chicken. Uh, we collaborate with a small farm uh, run by two incredible young farmers. Uh, we try to support them, working, working together with them. Uh, we raise the chicks for six, seven weeks. Normally, a regular chick, chicken, it takes three weeks. Uh, we give them only organic soy-free feed. And, and the product is um, amazing. You know, in this way, we help a little farm to grow, to continue pursuing their beliefs and not only their business. And those are beliefs that we share and we promote. You know? and the, 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 the meat is more firm, the flavor is stronger than the regular chicken. And the bite is more satisfying. You can roast it, boil it, fry it, stew. You know? And uh, these are only a few ways that you can enjoy also an old flavor. Uh, that you, it's not possible if you use uh, an industrial raised chicken. And then another thing, we use the whole animal because it's a matter of respect, you know? So this, I think, is the real professionality that comes out from our chef, from our school uh, here, uh, you know, to learn how to use the whole animal. It's a matter of respect. This is a, a big part of our philosophy. The name of the farm is... Uh, so uh, they just renamed themselves. Oh. Uh, it's from Salt City. They, they, they renamed Nourished Pastors. Okay. So, uh, okay. so they just renamed themselves. Uh, thank you also for the collaboration. We buy 95% of their production. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, yes. I'm sure they're <laughs> we really happy. Support them. Yes, yes. 
they are happy because we join the same vision. Okay. And, uh, and we are very proud of that. And uh, so this is the line we are going, find local collaboration, um, you know, to improve the uh, community and to give a better quality to, uh, to our customers, to our guests. I think when we were talking yesterday, you mentioned you also get your produce from, yes, produce, from local farms. Also, do you know that uh, an average vegetables make 3,000 kilometers before arriving to a table, you know, can you no. imagine? And after 24, 36 hours, all the vitamins, minerals, everything of the vegetable disappear. So we need farm to table means this, you know, is the vicinity between the farm and the table. In Italy, we have this idea of the market. Every town in the center of the village, we normally have a market. What happened there, that the, the farmers go, in, go downtown, you know, they bring their products, and and the you know and you shop there and you have fresh products from uh, from the countryside. Okay, we basically we want to do the same thing. There's no not a market like this here. Yes, you have the Sundays farmers market, but they're very limited. Very you know it's very specialized uh, use. We can do it if we connect local farms and we bring in our restaurants. And then we can also serve these products to our guests at their home. So we can really make a, a, an, a, you know, an old tradition like the Italian market, something viable here. How are you going to get the old Italian ladies that are super <laughs> cute selling you their stuff? <laughs> Maybe through a website. It's modern times, so you need to, to have different tools. <laughs> we'll find a way. We'll find a way. I can tell you if you eat a salad French from the from the garden has completely different flavor bite crunchiness. You know, it's a completely different experience. And when you start doing that, you don't go back. This is so important. And as you see from my passion, we really believe in it and you know, we're really trying to do it. Is it difficult? Yes, especially South Florida in summer, it's so hot. That is very difficult, but from November to April, May, this is a paradise. And we really have wonderful products that we want to bring to the table of our customers, of our guests. Whatever we cannot find here, we look for it, you know, in Europe, in Italy, or whatever, or whatever the product is. For example, the Parmigiano. We don't buy Parmesan cheese from Minnesota. No, it's forbidden here. <laughs> we buy Parmigiano Reggiano. No, no, exactly. We buy Parmigiano Reggiano from uh, Reggio Emilia Parma. We have a partnership with a local cheesemaker, with Reggiani. Uh, we just cut a wheel of 36 months. And, you know, you can, you can imagine the flavor, the aroma that that cheese has. So... It's an artisan production made in Italy that we bring here to give excellence to, to our customers. So for people that don't know, you mentioned the wheel of the Parmesan cheese. Like I, I'm sure a lot of people don't know. What does that mean? To produce a wheel of Parmigiano, you need, uh, first of all, you need 500 liters of milk. That Can sounds like a lot. Imagine? Yes. Okay. And uh, it's a long process. It takes a minimum of 12 months. Okay. 
you know, and then you can age the cheese 24, 36 months, more the time pass and more the flavor and the intensity okay. of the products improves. For commercial purposes, they tend to sell the Parmigiano very, very quickly. Pretty young. Okay, so 12 months. If you age it, the aromas and the flavor profile increases and it's amazing. And, you know, it's produced under uh, DOP, Denominazione di Origine Protetta. So there is certain areas in which you can call it Parmigiano Reggiano. There is a consortium that controls every wheel of products. Beautiful. And so there is a guarantee that the product is created and manufacture and deliver according to tradition. And so, you know, we care about tradition and want to respect them 100%. So we buy only Parmigiano-Reggiano or Granapadano from those areas of Italy. Another example is with, uh, with vinegar. Uh, we started last year to make our own balsamic vinegar and Modena uh, in collaboration with Justi. Justi is a company founded in 1605, okay? So it's a very old company with a big tradition. So we develop with them a line and where we make our dedicated line, where we produce our 15 years old balsamic vinegar, completely organic. This is the way in which we put the love and passion in our job to, you know, to create real, real pleasure and, and well-being for our customers and guests. I think knowing all this really enhances the experience of someone that knows that the process is, is really taken care of. There's a lot of tradition behind it. There's a lot of culture and value. I think, I think all this is great, by the way. Yeah. Our motto is uh, eat well and live well. So if uh, you eat well, means also with respect and respect of tradition, respect of uh, uh, the product, and so with a certain level of awareness. It's very important. So I know that you're big into the United Nations Agenda of 2030. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to tell us a little bit about, about how, you, how you see that, yes. how you view that? Yes, well, generally speaking, as an entrepreneur, I feel the responsibility to be engaged and support some bigger initiatives to contribute to the quality of life of our, of our community. The, the agenda, sorry to interrupt, but the Agenda 2030, for those that don't know, those are some standards that were created. Yes. Would you like to? Yes. Say? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Agenda 2030 of the United Nations. Um, I think it's uh, um, an extraordinary result of our civilization to put together all the nations mm. and agree on a plan for action to improve uh, peace and prosperity in our world. Uh, so they, they define 17 big goals uh, for the humanity. And uh, uh, I personally um, run training sessions with my employees to read those goals with them to create awareness uh, in terms of reduction of poverty or elimination of hunger or the environment. Okay, because all we leave them there in the clouds, or we try to understand them and then, and then to create something real, you know, to make little actions 
because if everybody push in the same direction, we can create a bigger world, a better world. So this is this is what really motivates me. Uh, for me, a company is not only business; it's also a way, a tool to to bring progress and to bring uh, well-being uh, for the stakeholders. So meaning also for the employees, for the vendors, for the community. I think it's important no? to have a bigger, bigger perception of, of our role, of who we are and what we do. When we spoke about, about the, the agenda and, and your desire to help and be part of that conversation, so normally I've heard about it when I was doing the international relations for the city. That's where I heard about this. Like, what are we doing? How can we contributing at a city level, at a government level? But hearing it from you at, at a more local level, it was, it was very amazing to see that people such as yourself are, are heavily involved in this kind of initiative. And I can, t I can tell you, it's very important when I explain this to my staff, my team, they look at me with open eyes like this, but they are very interested. And somehow... It changed their life also because they get uh, an understanding and they get also a motivation to come to work and to do it. Obviously, we all come for money, you know, we all come for business, but there is a little bit more beyond that, which is very important for me and I think for all my staff too. So tell me a little bit about the Circular Economy Club. What is that? Yeah, we are experiencing the advent of a, I believe, of a truly circular economy, you know, which is an upgrade from the traditional way, take, uh, make and waste economy. You know? mm -hmm. So, and it, this is really part of our tradition as Italians, as a farming country. Uh, you don't throw away stuff, you reuse everything. And it's so easy just to take, consume and waste Okay, so and this is not sustainable in the long term for our future generation. This is not this is not sustainable, you know. So we have to start thinking that everything comes back, everything is circular, and you do it with small things, recovering everything. Can I make you a little example? So, for example, Please. the coffee. Okay, the coffee that you know. Instead of throwing away the, the coffee, we, in Ironside, we have this beautiful garden. We planted some plants specific for the butterflies, and we use the coffee. Okay, we throw the coffee there, and we create this environment which is uh, absolutely friendly for butterflies. We have hundreds of butterflies. It's, 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 it's beautiful. You know, so we don't use any chemicals. We don't use, we just use our a little imagination and a little effort. And, and we create something nice, which people enjoy and appreciate. So this is circular economy. It's not only um, a way to, um, to save, which is, okay, because if you act smartly, you also save money. But it's also a way to, be, to respect the environment and to work with the environment. We are connected, humans, animals, plants. We live in the same planet. You know, this pandemic shows us so clearly that there's no alternative if not realizing this and work together to create a better world. I think it's great the way that you find these innovative ways to give use to, to what other people would consider waste. Yes. Right? So we founded this uh, uh, circular club in a circular economy club in Miami. We have uh, books, uh, we have a, uh, you know, it's a place, it's a, it's a place where 
can think about it and, and try to make it happen. So can can anyone join this club? Yes, can I join? Absolutely, you can join. <laughs> You're more than welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So tell me a little bit about the One Health Center. I thought that was very interesting when we discussed it briefly yesterday. Oh, yes. This is a very important to me. It's a collaboration with uh, Professor uh, Ilaria Capua. She's an old friend of mine from the Times uh, in Italy. She's a world-famous virologist. And she founded this uh, center, University of Florida. I helped her a little bit with the fundraising to, during this pandemic to support the studies. And she created this center, which she developed an innovative interdisciplinary approach on how to co-advance the health of humans, animals, plants, and the environment through big data. We support their activity, and we now have 22 researchers working on seven different areas of studies. So putting together information of uh, environment, pollution, uh, nutrition, Food is interconnected with, with health, is interconnected with, with uh, industrial production, is interconnected with, you know, everything is interconnected. We need to really be aware and take the right decisions. So this is what the One Health Center does. The last thing I want to talk about is No Kid Hungry. I take a lot of care about this. No Kid Hungry is a national non-profit organization and they work to solve problems of hunger and poverty in the United States and around the world. And in 2016, we created a club, which is called Friends of Toscana. You, uh, if you join the club, you have a little discount when you come, and we treat you really like a friend. And you help us with a little contribution, which goes directly to them. You know, I think it's a great cause and uh, we really care about this. It's not possible that in this country, kids suffer hunger and, you know, it's not possible. It's just not possible. So it's, uh, it's something we, we really care. We have the goal this year to reach uh, 100,000 meals donated and we really work to, towards that, you know, to find, you know, the resources to contribute through this national foundation. I think that's a great initiative. I mean, a lot of people don't know that kids go hungry in this country. And during the pandemic, we, we tried to not to lay off nobody. Uh, from the company, we prepare a food box for our employees. We supported each other, you know. The network of the community is very important when you have a crisis like this. And it's, uh, it's very important. You know, a lot of people don't know that restaurants are a very large and, and strong employer. It is. It is. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us. It was wonderful speaking to you. I think that all the sustainability projects that you have embarked on are great. I think that we have all learned a lot today. Mm, thank you so much, Alejandro. Thank you for the opportunity. It was really nice. To talk to you, uh, as you understand, you know we work for passion, and we want to we work, uh, you know, also to to create a, a betterment of our community and and the, and the progress of our society. That's what really drives us. I'll put the information in the show notes so people can learn more about the Circular Economy Club if they want to join, and some basic content information if you want to reach out and and connect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.